Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, pro athletes. Ready to dominate your finances and secure your future? Choose Oakbridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, your ultimate financial planning partner. We tackle your unique financial challenges with a tailored, comprehensive approach. Join top NFL players and experience the Oak Bridge difference. Just ask the Miami Dolphins' Alec Engel. He says the systems and personal service my family received have been outstanding. Ready to take the next step? Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And become the champion of your financial destiny. in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Man, it's great. It's always nice to see how the young guys uh, react to the nickname from 2004, 2005. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for having us, man. This is a real pleasure. Uh, it, it was so nice to talk to Noe and uh, Melvin about what you guys are doing. So we're just thrilled to have you guys talk about your experience um, with Wisconsin and with, and with the vibes, vibes golf club. Sorry. Appreciate you. Is a uh, Hebrew hammer. Is that a, is that a Matt LePay thing or who, who, who came up with that? One? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure it could. It, what I think happened was, I used to go to Wando's a lot. Everyone knew I was Jewish. So um, at the bar, just, you know, I played fullback and you, know, you just hammering dudes all day. And then people are like, oh, the, ham, the Hebrew Hammer. There's a stupid movie a long time ago called The Hebrew Hammer. Okay. So there was some of that. And there was a lot going on. Uh, that could be a whole podcast, really. Sorry, <laughs> thank you for that question. <laughs> well, we, we got to actually introduce these guys. So today we have Daria Gumbawale, Hugs at TN, two names that all Badger fans are familiar with. We are super pumped to have you guys here just to talk about vibes. This is part two of our four-part series with the guys, just you know, talking all about vibes, why it's so important, what they're doing, and obviously talking Badger football here at the same time. Uh, before we get into anything, want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they remain your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. NBA playoffs in full swing, as are the NHL playoffs. Always some good UFC, boxing, bath, baseball. I mean, casino games, card games. It's all over there at betonline.ag. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BetOnline, where the game starts. So um, we, like I said, we were fortunate enough to sort of get to know Noe and have Melvin on last time. And I, I'm going to start, uh, Hugs, I'm going to start with you. So how did you uh, actually first even, what was your first interaction with the game of golf? Like, how old were you? Like, what? when did that take place in your life? I was probably like 22 years old. And uh, one of my buddies invited me to come out and golf. And mind you, I've never golfed before. So I'm like, let's do it. Like, you know, I wanted to try it out because I've never done it before. So I came out there and it was just, it was just weird. You know, it was just hard to hit, like hard to get a good hit. And uh, it's just hard to get a hang of the game. So literally 22 years old, tried it out. Uh, I did not like it at all. I hated it. And I literally finally didn't golf for another five or six years. Oh, Dan, what about you, Dari? Uh, mine was uh, probably probably junior year of college. Um, we had uh, one of the rookies or freshmen on the team. He would always golf over the summer. And then um, so he took me out there with him, let me use his clubs. And it was kind of the same thing as hugs. Like it was a big struggle. Ball wasn't going straight, couldn't make contact. And then um, after that, it would just always be top golf or something like that, but not actual golf, you know, um, 
but uh, yeah, that's that's probably like, the the first time I swung a club uh, on a golf course was with my buddy Troy uh, back at back in college. Troy Fumagalli, that Troy? It, it, yeah, was that? Fu- <laughs> no, Troy Lofenberg. Troy Lofenberg, not Fu. Okay, okay. Yeah, not Fu. Not Fu. <laughs> Fumagalli, he's a good golfer though. Troy, Troy's a golfer. Though. He knows how to swing it for sure. I'm sure. Uh, it, it's funny. My first experience was when I was 19, which is crazy. Um, cause I came from an area that played a lot of golf mm-hmm. and I just was, I was a football dude and that was it. Um, so it's interesting. I don't think anyone's good right off the bat. Right. So, so guys tell us like, first off, everyone sucks right off the bat. I went out there only cause they allowed you to drive a golf cart and drink beer <laughs> at the same time. Literally that was my only reason to go golf. <laughs> What like bit you? Like when did it come back around and you're like, let me give this another shot. Let me see what's up. And then when did you start enjoying the game? Um, for me, it was more um kind of kind of same type of situation as far as Troy being out there golfing with me. I'm uh as I got older, I would go golfing with buddies more and um I would just see the competitiveness with it. Obviously the gambling that goes with it, obviously the fun, but it was more so just the competitive and and like you said, nobody's good at golf. So I'm over here trying to figure it out myself. You know, I'm over here just competing with myself, trying to figure out if I can do these five things to make this ball go straight this one time. So that that's really how I got into it. It was just kind of more of the challenge for me. And then, like I said, um, and then VGC kind of grew or it was born and um, kind of caused us to get out there a little bit more. And you kind of just started to like it a little bit more. Now, I mean, I will consider myself a big fan of the game of golf just because like I said how how it started off um I just wanted to get better at it I would say for me uh, it's very similar so uh a couple of times I just went back out there and I just hate being the worst one out there you know I <laughs> like you out there I just hate having to go find my ball every time <laughs> and it's like dang so uh, eventually it was like uh i want to get better at this and then when i started golfing with people that was uh similar to myself who was like actually trying to get better and then getting with my brothers here and and, and golfing like it became like real fun like just making contact something as simple as just making contact like that makes me feel so good like i just i just scored a touchdown i made contact ball you know what i mean so it was that and seeing how like I was just learning so many new things just like about golf and how patient you have to be. And that really changed my whole perspective. And, and now I love golf. Has, have any, have any one of you ever played a round where you didn't lose a ball? No, I haven't. No. Actually, no, I take that back. I take that back. We played in sand Valley um, up in Wisconsin. We played a sand Valley and there was this tiny, what was it? Like a nine hole. Every, everything was a par three. Like if you lost, you literally had to like pick yeah. up the ball and throw it fifty yards to the left on purpose to lose a ball. Um, but besides that, um, I've I've lost I've lost a couple balls every every round every round. Listen, Dari, that counts, man. That counts as one. <laughs> I'm telling you, the best golf game I've ever done is like you just don't lose a ball. Exactly, and it's not a lot. Let me tell you. You think it, you know, how like you get to like sixteen, seventeen, you're like, man, I'm good. There's no way to lose a ball. There's no water. There's nothing. And then all of a sudden you hit it and it's gone. It's gone. Bro. You're like, man, you're just come dri- on. driving around in the cart looking for it's crazy. And you just pick someone else's up and hope they don't notice. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. You know what? This is what golf does. It it makes uh, people laugh and have a good time. No, he is. It's... Uh, Matt Perkins, you had a question. Well, yeah, I did have a question, Burn. Thanks. So, what I want to know uh, from you guys, I guess, Dare, I'll I'll, I'll go with you first. Um, vibes, obviously, has I think the story of the way that vibes has come together is is really fascinating. Obviously, that's kind of one of the big things we're trying to do with this podcast, the upcoming documentary, is really tell the story of vibes. So. Um, Dari, I'll start with you. Like, how did you first get involved with Vibes and sort of what drew you to working with Melvin and Noe and everyone else on this project? Um, well, wait, wait, Dari, before you start, I have one question. You guys met Noe in college. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, all 10 of us. What? So. Yeah, all 10 of us were was students like at first... Wisconsin. And um, nine of us played football, as you know. But then Noe, he was, I mean, Noe, he was kind of already friends because I, I'm a year younger um, than Noe and Melvin. 
Um, and Noah, he was kind of already friends with that group. Actually, no, I think I'm two years younger than Noah. Um, but Noah was kind of already friends with that group um, and before I even got to school. And um, so we would always like see him in passing. Um, he was, like I said, he was always around. He was good friends with a bunch of the guys, and then I got close with him. Um, but obviously, we didn't expect to be business partners years later. But um, no, he was just always a cool dude. He was uh, always around us, and we were always around him. Hug, same same experience. Yeah, very similar experience. And uh, uh, so I remember when Noe first uh, hit me up about this. Uh, so you see, so I shoot videos and photos. So and I've been doing a lot of stuff, just capturing a lot of content. And when Noah contacted me, he's like, bro, you're a huge piece to this. Like, we need you to really, like, showcase what we're trying to do. And once he explained everything, I'm like, this sounds dope. Like, and at the time, like I said, like, golf wasn't, golf wasn't like that for me. Like, you know, it's, it's like, we, we about to do golf, man. Like, golf? Like, you know, and then, but once he explained it some more, I'm like, oh, this is dope. Like, let's get it. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, guys, share with when they when they called you or they zoomed or you guys got together, whatever that it was. Tell tell us like how did they roll that out for you? And then you know, we're because Melvin said he's like, I don't know, I thought it was cool and it was my friend, so I said yes. Like, is that what it was, or was it like, man, this is really could be something special? So initially, um, and Noah he tells the story the same way. I I was at Top Golf. And I uh, posted a video of, of me swinging and hit it pretty good. So I put it on my IG story. And then Noah responded, like, cracking a joke um, about how ugly my swing was. And then uh, he asked how often I've been golfing and stuff. And I told him I've been golfing a bunch. And I told him I was actually trying to get more into it um, just to see, like, the way, like just exploring the world of golf. Because um, at that time, um, they were doing the match a lot um, on ESP or I think it was on TNT or whatever with uh, – Brady and Rogers and stuff like that. So I was watching that with Charles Barkley. I'm cracking up. So I'm like, let me try to get get more into this golf. And so the Noe responded to that. And, I, and then I told him that I was trying to get more into it. He was like, well, look, bro, I have this idea. Um, I've been thinking about it for a while. And this is probably as good a time as any to try to do it. And he was like, let's get on the call. And so then me and him talked about it. And then he was asking if a bunch of other guys would be down for it. And um he just because we have a unique friend group, man. Like you, you, not very often you get a group of friends, ten guys that went to school together that are still this close. Um, outside of it, and obviously a lot of people have different talents. I mean, Hugs is being modest, but Hugs he has a couple different companies, a couple different channels, and, and with the whole um, marketing, digital media, um, social media, all that stuff. And so just having guys like that, um, no way with the business background, Hugs with the production background. We just had a bunch of different guys. So it, it was kind of the group kind of started itself. Um, but then fast forward a, a couple months, we uh, we all went down to Fort Lauderdale and um, we had the meeting. Um, we were all sitting in the, in a hotel room or a, a hotel what was uh, like a ballroom type of thing. And no way just presents it to us. He presents the whole thing um, top to bottom. Each phase lays it out. And we kind of just started looking around like this. This makes a lot of sense. Like this, we could really do something and, and change the game of golf. Um, just uh, us ten guys. And um, ever since then, I mean, we've been tapped in, and um, it's, it's it's been a good ride so far. And hugs the same when you when you were sitting in there. You're like, man, this is great. I want to be part of this. For sure, for sure. Uh, and just seeing everybody that was in, like in the room, it was more so like we spent a lot of time together. So a lot of stuff we're doing now, we were already doing it before, except for there was no golfing. We were already spending a lot of time together, taking a lot of trips together. And we have a really good chemistry. We all have really good chemistry all together. So when when No brought everything to our attention, like, I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like, we can do this. And, you know, we're all, we're teammates. We, we, we've been, you know, we've been at war together. You know what I mean? So it wasn't hard to think about, like, how we can ex actually execute this and make it, make it work. Yeah. Right. And hold each other accountable, which is, like, the biggest thing about football. Exactly. Facts. So one of the things that Melvin talked about is how each individual person sort of has their own vibe, has their own style. Hugs, what is your vibe? And then I want Dara to answer the same question. How would you describe your vibe on the golf course? For me, uh, I'm 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 gonna talk my trash. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna talk my trash like all day, every day. And I like the clown guys. You know what I mean? I'm gonna talk trash all day, every day. It could be something like, yeah, I'm, like it could be something as simple as just like, 
you know, if, if I, I get a nice put, like, I'm going to go crazy. You know what I mean? It, it's simple, but, you know, I'm going to go crazy. And other than that, like, for the most part, when I am capturing, when I'm the one capturing the vibes, I'm still talking my trash. You know, when, when I'm filming the vibes, I'm going to talk trash regardless. No matter what I'm doing on the course, I'm around my brothers, I'm going to talk my trash regardless, one way or another. Hugs, I don't know if I want to play with you, man. You, you scare me. I, you're going to get in my head. I, I'll lose some balls with you. Hey, listen, man, I'm a former DB, man. You got to talk trash, man, regardless. <laughs> it's your long lineage of DBs talking a lot of smack at Wisconsin. Believe me, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Dari. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, no, and it's not even fair because Hugs is the one with the camera, too. So when you got the cameraman talking trash, you there's no chance you're about to hit a good ball. But for me, my swag is is really my vibe on the course. You know, I, I I like to look good. You know, I got the nice shoes out there. I got this. I got a nice a nice fit. You know, what I'm saying I got a nice golf fit. I heckle a bit, um, but I really I try, I try to really tap in and make sure my game is right. And um, when it comes to football, I like to talk a lot. But golf, I, I got to kind of be a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved while I'm playing. Otherwise, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad round for me. Um, Besides that, um, I'm usually I, I'm I, I like to I'm, I'm having fun on the course. You know, I'm not um, one to be uptight or nothing like that. We all like our friend group. Like I said, I mean, or like Hug said, we just got great chemistry, so we always having a good time on the course. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm the guy with the swag out there. I'll say that. <laughs> all right, Hug, so you're the best trash talker. Who who is close <laughs> to you in the trash talking realm? I mean, a male, like, male, male will talk trash all day, every day. Like, I say he definitely got that for sure. So what's, um, give me, what, like, what's your best thing when you get into, I don't know, you're up to drive, or you're up to putt, or you're up to chip. Like, what are you the most confident on the course? So give me most confident and give me, like, least confident. I would probably say my most confident is probably like my approach shots. I'm real good with my wedges. Um, least confident is my driver, bro. I mean, it's it's a crapshoot what's about to happen when I swing that mug, bro. I don't know. Like, I, I really can't figure it out, to be honest. Like, I feel like I swing it. My swing is the same. I, I mean, you know how they say you swing different clubs the same or different clubs differently. Like, it, it, my swing is the same, bro. But for some reason, when I pull that driver out, bad things happen, bro. So... Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> got to let the big dog eat, though. You got it's getting pulled out, though. I'm 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 swinging that driver. <laughs> yeah, it's got- I'm not I'm not about to be afraid to use it. But like I said, the great things don't happen. Hugs, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I say it's the same for me. Like driving, it's just I don't know. Like no matter how like how much work you put in, how much you try, it just seems like. When you getting ready to drive, I don't know. It's, there's a disconnect. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's this and it just never really hit how you wanted to hit. You know what I mean? Well, so too, I'm weird because <laughs> the, for me, the only club I can hit consistently is my driver. I can't take out an iron to save my life. The only thing I hit well every time is my driver. I, it's the strangest thing. I can't explain it. Good for you, bro. I'm, I'm jealous. So right. we would be a solid, um, what do they call it? A solid, scramble. like, best a solid scramble right here. Max. No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> be a good scramble. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you guys. I don't putt very well either. I'll, my worst, <laughs> my biggest non-confident boost is the second there's water anywhere. I'm like, yeah. man, it could be 500 yards and I'll hit the driver 500 yards and it goes in the water. <laughs> like, there's just no <laughs> Every time I it, it, then it'll bounce off a, a tree, hit a rock, and bounce into the water. It like really. <laughs> it also makes me like love golf because it just is comical at that point. I, I know, right? I know. That's great. <laughs> so okay, so let's bring it back to vibes. So you guys are in this meeting. You hear the mission. You guys are like I'm in. What what continues to make you excited about? what you're trying to accomplish with vibes? I would say for me, um, it's just time and time again, right? When uh, my friends or just uh, people that see me post some of the vibe stuff on social media, uh, when I explain to them what we're doing in our mission and they love the idea. So 
it's like confirmation that we're doing the right thing. We're heading in the right direction. So uh, that just makes me want to think about different ideas and how we can really continue to uh, further the vision. For me, it's, um, for me, it's just being in this golf world, man. And, and for example, I went down to the PGA show in Orlando and, and just being there and just seeing, seeing how, I guess how the same every, it, it all is, you know, there's not, there's not any creativity I feel, you know, and I just feel like it's time for a change, you know, and I feel like the game of golf is like, like we've said, like we, I mean, we're over here laughing about the game. It's, it's an amazing game. It's super fun. Um, but why is it that I didn't pick up a golf club until I was a junior in college? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is there just not a different, you know, there's, there's not diversity in, in the game or, or, there's not, I mean, confidence for for people to just want to pick up a golf club and get out there. So I feel like um, when I see stuff like that and then I think about what we're doing, when I think about our mission, it just excites me because it's like, I mean, we can really we can really do this. You know, we can really change the game. We can really um, inspire a whole different generation of people to, I guess, think outside of what what in their head was their comfort zone, you know. And um, so that, that's that's really what kind of keeps me going with it. So, Dare, building off of that, what does Vibes Golf Club mean to you? If, like, you're wearing a, a Vibes hat, walking down the street, someone says, hey, wh- what is Vibes Golf Club? W- when someone asks, like, how do, you, how do you answer that question? What does that mean to you? So, yeah, I, I, I love that question. I would say Vibes Golf Club is a club of guys that's trying to grow the game. Like, that's initially, that, that's what I'll say. And if they ask how, um, you know, I'll tell them, kind of just my background, you know, like I said, I didn't get to, I grew up playing a lot of different sports, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my family's a big athletic family and we I played every sport growing up and my dad made sure I played every sport growing up, never touched the golf club, you know? And it's always just like, why is that? Why, why is it that, you know, I woke up every morning wanting to be an athlete, but golf just didn't seem like it, it was, it was a possibility. It didn't seem like that was a reality for me. And um, and obviously there's a lot of different reasons that go into that, um, whether that's money, whether that's just access. Um, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't an opportunity. It wasn't an option for me. And um, looking back at it now or what we're trying to do now is change that, you know, make it way more accessible, you know, make it way easier for people to get into the game of golf, for kids to get into the game of golf. I mean, that's really what it's about for me is just the youth being able to get into the game of golf in the same way they get into every other sport, you know, and um, just, and like I said, the the accessibility part is the biggest thing for me. And, and I, I mean, I just bought my first pair of clubs or my first set of clubs. I've been using my buddy's clubs for the past couple of years. I bought my first set of clubs. If I would have asked my mom to buy me a pair of, or a, a, a set of Callaway irons when I was little, she would have laughed at me because they're so expensive, you know, but um, every, I mean, every kid knows how to skate, but, you 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 can easily buy skates. You know, um, it's hard to get access to golf clubs, and so stuff like that is why. Um, that's that's what I would say. You know, I would just say that we're trying to grow the game. We're trying to make golf more accessible. And um, at the end of the day, the way that we're doing that is driving demand to the game of golf. And um, that's like we got hugs right here. That's through our production, through our content, obviously through our merch. And, and through our tournaments, you know, allowing people to just get out there and have a good time and um, people being able to see that the fun we're having on the course, that's just going to help grow the demand or draw the demand and um, eventually grow the game. No, I would say uh, for me, vibes, uh, it just means just be yourself, you know, ride your wave and catch your vibe and uh, just have fun. Like, no matter who you are, you know, like let's say you're on a course like, uh, and whatever turns you up, like, just don't feel free to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I first uh, went out on the course, like, I felt like I had to be like everybody else. Come out there, you know, collar shirt, you know, a shirt tucked in and be all firm and try to be all professional. Like, and I think that's what drew me away from the game. Like, why can't I just, you know, catch my vibe, you know, do it how I want to do it. You know what I mean? So as I, you know, go out there more and more and like golfing with my brothers and seeing that, oh, we can be out here, be ourselves, and have fun like it's a, it literally felt like a whole different game so that's really how like that's that's what i would say like really just uh have your fun you know catch a wave and, and do you 
I like that you say like uh, golfing with your your boys is like a completely different game than like when you're khakis, you know, golf shoes, the whole nine. Dari, I actually as a 40 year old man just got golf shoes for the first time. <laughs> so like, I feel like no matter who you are, you're all in the same boat. It's this, uh, it, it's like, that's what golf is. Like, yeah, I just like wearing my regular sneakers because it's my comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Dari, you touch on a little bit um, and we'll start with you. What's like the biggest obstacle do you think for vibes? Um, I mean, we, I guess the biggest obstacle I'd say is probably time. Um, we've kind of run into, I mean, we, we, as far as all of our schedules, um, and it, it's tough. You start a business with 10 guys and, and obviously our schedules are just all over the place and, and we have these great ideas. We got these talented people. It's just sometimes finding the time for stuff. And, um, right now we're starting to manage that a lot better. Um, and obviously when we're in, me and Melvin are in the off season, um, we just try to just st- stick as many things in as possible. Um, but that, that's the thing that I've noticed, um, has been the struggle. It's just us being able to kind of all get together, all find time to get together. And, um, not only for the content side of things, but just to kind of have host our events, host our, our, our things that we want to do. Um, but besides that, I mean, um, I feel like there's not really, I wouldn't say there's not any obstacles, um, but it's been a smooth process, man. Things have gone way faster than we expected. Um, The, I mean, the speed that the PGA kind of got on our, uh, got on our coattails um, was great. You know, they, 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 they love what we're doing. Um, They love our mission and they kind of helped a lot of things, you know, they've helped us out a lot. So, um, and so when you when you got the PGA on your side when you're a golf company that's 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 huge, and um, so that I would say the biggest obstacle I would probably say is just us all finding time to get together. But um, besides that, we've been we've been in a good spot. Hugs biggest obstacle for you? Um, I would say uh, Dari hit on the head. Um, it's uh, time and obviously like uh, we're, like we're all in different locations. So trying to find, uh, make it, make it work for everybody to where we can all always get together. It's not always possible. So I would definitely, I think Dari hit on the time is definitely the big point. Well, makes a lot of sense since, uh, it's almost nine 30 here. You know, hugs, you're in Atlanta, Dari, you're in Dallas, Perko's in Nashville. We do this all the time. It is mm-hmm. bananas trying to schedule, uh, people and, and, Literally, I have a nine to five, so I, you guys have something completely different. Um, Hugs, I want to I want to jump in a little bit on what you're doing. The content to me that is so important nowadays to get your brand, your name, everything out there. How how exciting is that? Like it's that you're taking like that's your your area, and what is so important, and what do you try to accomplish with the social media and, and all the content? I love it. I love it. So <clears throat> capturing content is key. I mean, uh, so we do a lot of different things at Vibes, right? And uh, without the content, people won't really get to see what exactly we're doing. So being able to efficiently capture that content and then put it out the right way, like it's it's, it's major. And day in, day out, I'm just always coming up with different ideas and, and how we can really um, uh, continue to push to push that vision, push the mission forward. So it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Like literally like when I'm out there on the course, uh, not only, you know, I'm with my brothers, you know, we're capturing content and then here and there, you know, I'm not only capturing content, you know, I'll hit a couple, couple balls too. And it's, it's a vibe. Like content is what I do. Like I've, I've literally been doing this for many years. So being able to do it, you know, with my brothers and just capturing the vibes and it's, it's amazing. What, wait, Hugs, what's your favorite, what's your favorite thing you've put out? My favorite thing I've put out, uh, I would have to say, so, uh, the, so, uh, it was a, a shot of, uh, was it Tanner? I think it was Tanner that hit a putt and we, we actually, so that video made, um, the PGA commercial, uh, yeah, it, it made, it made a PGA commercial and, uh, it was pretty, it was just a uh, Tanner. He hit a putt and, uh, we all just went crazy. Like you had Rob, Rob threw up the, uh, 
he threw up the golf clubs and just going crazy. Like, and it was just like, whoa. Like, when I captured it, I wasn't thinking about all that. But it was it's just amazing, like, you know, just seeing, like, how we doing it. Like, just having fun. And like I said, riding our wave and just being us. And that got us in the PGA commercial. So all of that is confirmation that we're doing the right things and just, just keep doing what we're doing. I love it. I think it's so cool. Good. I, I know we're going to transition a little to football because we have two amazing stories we want to get to. But really, what what you guys are trying to accomplish to get golf to the masses is special. Like, it really is. Never in my entire life did I think that this is something that needed to happen. So even being a part of these conversations and hearing it and look, you know, be, looking at your website, looking at the social media, I'm like, how could I not eat? You know, like, how did I think of this? Um, so, but I appreciate it because I think that's what golf is missing is just going out there and enjoying who you are and enjoying the guys you're playing with. And I think no way touch it. Like when you go to a golf course by yourself, it's a weird place to go by yourself. Like you're, it's just, you know, like it's hard to catch your vibe there no matter, you know, no matter who you are, or what you are. Um, so I really yeah. appreciate and, and really hope that you guys are super successful, like ginormously successful. Cause it's, there's a lot of people who are not playing golf who sadly would probably love it. Even if they're not good at it, like mm-hmm. me. Agree, agree. And like Hug said, I mean the the point the point of what we're doing um, is great. Everything that we're doing is great, and we were always so excited about it. But at the end of the day, people have to see it, you know. And and we're us being able to kind of get that demand out there for people just to be able to see the game, see see what it's like to play around of, of golf. Because I I had no idea. I, all I knew about was golf was something that my dad put on on Sundays when he was trying to take a nap, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's a good time out there. You feel me? Like, and, and that's something that we always, and, and I had no idea you could have that much fun on a golf course. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, like, and just being able to get that out there for people to see. And like, and obviously it's not, we're not a content company. Um, but at the end of the day, we got a great group of dudes with great vibes and we got, I mean, I'm, I like to gas hugs up because every time I post some, someone's always like, wow, who'd you outsource to for your marketing? Who all this? Who's I'm like, hugs is one of the co-founders. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to outsource for that. And that's kind of why I just feel like vibes. We, we can't lose. You know what I'm saying? We got the group of guys. We got all the resources in house. Um, so it's just, you know, we, we, we just got to keep executing. So I, we appreciate that, man. Well, one of the things that you guys can absolutely see on all of your social media, like you said, is that vibe and that positivity um, and sort of like the clear like brotherhood that you guys share. And I have to kind of assume that goes back to your days in the locker room together. But what, what I mean, what's really interesting is that you two got you guys came in together, right? You guys were freshmen together. You you two specifically came in, came in together in 2012. So what is it like to have sort of as you transition this conversation into football, what's it like to have been on this journey together for 11 years? And I guess I'll, I'll, I'll ask that to Dare first. Like, what's it been like to sort of like grow up from being 17, 18 year old freshman coming into Wisconsin to now, you know, having these amazing, both of you professional careers and this and vibes in common still. You saying eleven years is crazy, hugs? Ain't it crazy? Eleven years ago, um, but no, man, it, it's 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 a blessing, bro. And I, I mean, I thank God. You know, what I'm saying I thank God all the time that I chose to walk on at Wisconsin, just because these guys, man, and and hugs, like you said, me and hugs, he hugs probably one of the first guys in the in the group that I was I was close with, just because we we're in the same room. You know, saying so we're sitting in that same position room. It was me, hugs, and Reggie Mitchell were the were the three rookie or I keep saying rookie, three freshmen. Um, corners and we, we just clicked you know we just clicked obviously um after summer in the region you know just being able to just bond you know what i'm saying and then fast forward now like you said 11 years and um brothers you know what i'm saying brothers and just being able to share these visions together and and, and like i said go out and execute it's, it's special man and like hug said even before vibe started um we, we were always together you know what i'm saying and, and finding time for us to still take trips i mean when we were younger, those trips would look more like Vegas. Um, but now, now we got, now we're business trips, you know what I'm saying? Now we, now we keep it, now we keep it professional. Um, but no, just being able to share, share these memories with each other and now um, building something together 
building something together like this is it, really special, man. And that and that's and that kind of what is what makes all of this even better. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one thing to have business partners, have have visions and um things like that, but to be be able to do it with people that you like Hug said, people that you grind with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Burn, you know how it was, bro. Th- those camps, um, people that you grind with, those summer conditioning days, winter conditioning days, um, not a lot of people understand what we were going through. And um to be able to share these experiences with guys that we talk to every day like this is special. Hugs, what what about what about for you? I say for me, man, I stay. I still remember, man, freshman year, me, a me and Dari, man, just uh hitting the little house parties, man, as freshmen, and you know, <laughs> you know, hey, Madison, Madison is a, it's a crazy place, man. It's a it's a crazy place, you know. Being on campus and uh, just having fun, man, and uh just fast forward, it seemed like, man, we still cool, man. Like Dari said, man, we uh just always, you know, even before this, like just always, you know, traveling and the guys just having fun. So to see that we are still rocking. You know, everything's still solid. Now we're like, we're doing business together. Like, that's major. And it makes it very easy to do business together and, you know, hold each other accountable. The fact that just the history we all have together. So it's been an amazing ride. And I'm just, I'm excited to see the future and how everything just keep rolling. Attention athletes. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and score big off the field? Oakbridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti is your all-star team of financial experts, specifically catering to professional athletes like you. We tackle your unique financial challenges head on so you can focus on what you do best. Our comprehensive and adaptive approach sets us apart. Starting with our strategic partners, we create a seamless, frictionless experience tailored to your financial journey. Our services evolve alongside your career. From cash flow management and major purchases to estate planning and long-term investments. Don't wait until the fourth quarter. Secure your financial legacy now and reap the benefits of our expertise through your career and beyond. With Oakbridge, you'll gain peace of mind, financial freedom, and a solid game plan for the future. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Alec Ingold, Tyler Biotish, and more have already joined our winning team, and now it's your turn. Here's what former Badgers All-American and Dallas Cowboys center Tyler Biotish has to say. From the beginning, Chris guided me in setting financial goals and provided me with the necessary tools. He's been a constant support, like a brother, throughout my life. His guidance played a crucial role in my NFL journey. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's Oakbridge, W-M underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Wait, I, I got to ask. The region, pre like even starting football, is an interesting place to be when all the dudes from the class come together. And you really don't know. It's, it's like a, a stew of just a lot of weird and a lot of egos and a lot of just every word you could, you know, a lot of all that. Um, I can remember a lot of funny things happening in the region. All of them, my mom would definitely, my, my mother-in-law listens to these. She would definitely not like, there was one I could share with you guys. And I think you remember Owen Daniels, uh, a quarter, mm-hmm. came in as a quarterback, sure. quite tight end. Um, dude, we went out one night, like on the weekends, you had nothing to do. You just, so we went out this dude, I walk into his room. It's got to be like 1130 at night. He's just sitting in one of those terribly awkward chairs, blasting like the 504 <laughs> boys. Uh, I, I just sit, just screaming this, the lyrics. To I'm like, what the? And then I'm like, man, this is the best song I've ever heard. And I've never heard this song. <laughs> and you're like, just weird things that, like, like you know, you, you got dudes you don't really know that well. Any funny regent stories, and you can share or don't share, please. Hey, I would say one oh, and yeah, one yeah. that I remember. Go ahead, yeah. One, one that I remember. So you know, me being from Florida, you know, I I literally I remember uh, when I came when I moved into the region. It was a uh, it was January because I was a, a December grad. So it's January. It's extremely cold, and uh, I remember so to leave. 
leaving from the reeds, it, it was there was like a little uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was like uh, we I used to always take the shortcut where you hop over the little fence, it's a little area. But it was, you know, cold, like extremely cold, and it was like snow on the ground. And yo, like I'm trying to get through and be smooth. Next thing you know, I just slipped, man, and legs in the air. I literally fell for the first time. Like, they tell me about snow, they warn me. But, you know, I'm a Florida guy. We don't have to deal with snow. And I'm <laughs> I'm sitting there just holding my back going to going to workouts. Like, hey, I can't believe this is happening. Like, it was insane. It was a lot of stuff like that. Another 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 thing that happened, I remember, uh, you know, uh, being – it's so cold. So everybody, you know, they got the masks on. Uh, we, we used to ride the moped, so people got their helmets on. I remember uh, um, Vontae. So Vontae, uh, he came into my room. So literally had his mask on, helmet on, and everything. And you know, I'm from Florida, so we don't, like, we're not, unless you're going to do some illegal activities, you're not putting <laughs> in the mask and, you know, and the helmet and all of that. So I'm sitting here in the living room just chilling, and I see a guy just walk in, ski mask, helmet on. So I'm up, like, I'm getting defensive, like, yo, what's going on? I'm getting robbed. I'm like, I'm getting robbed up in here. What's going on? And it was just like, yo, he just took it off like Brothers Barté. I'm like, oh, what? I literally thought I was getting robbed. So it was just a whole lot of crazy winter stuff that I just wasn't used to that was going on. And I'm just like, yo, you know, I'm a Florida guy. I ain't used to this. Sorry for you. That's crazy because Vonte was my story too, bro. So Reeves, man, Vonte Jackson, my dog. This man had a pet snake in the Reeves. Oh. And one day, he goes back to a snake, and the tank was empty. The boy lost the snake. He lost the snake in the Reeves. And so for the next, we never found it. So for the next <laughs> how many weeks, you just like, I'm probably about to see this snake in my bathroom at some point, or I'm probably about to go to bed and the snake going to be under my pillow. Like, we had no idea where the snake was about to end up, bro. And it was just like, and Grant, I mean, we don't, I don't think, I, I, there's no way those guys stay at the region anymore. I mean, the way this transfer portal thing works, one, one night in the region, I'm in the portal. But it, it, it's a, it was a rite of passage, bro. It's, it's a rite of passage, passage for sure, man. I, dude, you're, you know, that's the best thing I've heard. It's a dumb it, also. It's just, it, I, it's just a dump. And no disrespect to the Reeves. I mean, like, it's, a, I would call it a historical landmark of Madison, Wisconsin, but I, I'll be very happy if I don't have to step foot back in the region. <laughs> oh my God, I'm crying. I'm, first off, you guys never found a snake. It's just in the region ne- somewhere? Never found a snake. It could still be in the ducks of the region right now. Who knows it's definitely it, in the that region. That snake right was never found. That snake was never found. Oh bro. my God. I mean, you, you even go back now, and the region's pretty much the only thing that hasn't been changed. <laughs> I mean, wow. like, at a Madison, it's crazy how much is going on, but it, it just continues to press on. And Hugs, I remember, it was at that little <laughs> wall you had to just jump on top of to get over. Yes, yes. That was it right there. I thought, you know, it's a little shortcut. Every day, I'm like, you know, I'm not walking around I'm taking my shortcut. But that day, yeah, that wasn't it for me. <laughs> I, I, I walk by that place, and I look at it, and I'm like, man, I'm so happy I don't have to jump over that thing anymore to go work out. <laughs> Sorry, Dara, you still do, but like, I don't have to go do that stuff anymore. Um, so wait, let's go back. Cause I, I, I love the region. I could go, I could spend all day here. Um, let's go back. How did you guys quickly, how did you guys get into football? And then how did you get to Wisconsin? I'll go first. Cause hugs, I mean, hugs, he was high, high recruit. So his story is probably going to be quick, but for me, I mean, I grew up a soccer player, you know, I grew up playing soccer. And um, play soccer uh, all through high, or not all through high school, up until my sophomore year of high school. I played freshman and sophomore year, and then um, just wanted to switch. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, it still blows my mind that I kind of played soccer my whole life, and then once I was 16, I was like, okay, I want to stop. And so I stopped, and I started playing football, and um, did well. I mean, I wasn't the greatest high school football player, um, did well, but was able to walk on at Wisconsin. And um, so that's how I got to Wisconsin. I didn't have any offers, didn't have um, any interest. I mean, outside of D2 schools. And I always wanted to go to Wisconsin. I mean, I grew up a Wisconsin fan, um, listening to the games on the radio. So I, I always grew up a Wisconsin fan. So I knew I was going to go there. Um, just getting the opportunity to walk on was dope. But um, yeah, so that's how I got there. So uh, for me, so I was actually uh, born in Haiti. I came to the U.S. when I was six years old. 
and I grew up a soccer player myself. Like I, you know, I was soccer was like was it for me? My pops played soccer, and they kind of you know passed it down. Like soccer, I, I enjoy playing soccer, and uh, literally when I came to the U.S., I realized like people not really playing soccer like that in the U.S. It's all about football, football. So um, I started playing literally football maybe when I was like uh, ten years old, I believe. I was about ten years old. Started playing little league football, and I hated it. You know, like literally, I was like, "Nah, this ain't it." Like, like I, <laughs> you're not about to be trying to kill me on that field. Like, I'm done. <laughs> so, ten years old, I played one season, and I just like, "Yeah, this ain't for me." And then at fourteen, I got back into the game at fourteen years old, and I'm like, "Yo, this is pretty cool." And uh, you know, I always had quick feet, so uh, um, started playing again at fourteen, and then got into high school. Uh, was very undersized uh, as as a 15, 14 uh, year old, very undersized. So then, uh, maybe my junior, my sophomore year, sophomore year, I had a crazy sophomore season. Like I, I went, I went crazy, and uh, I received my first offer from Bowling Green. It was Bowling Green University. Yep, received my first offer, and I'm like, yo, this is pretty dope. Like I can actually like I can do this. I can go crazy. So um, after that, uh, got ready for my junior season. And I just had a, a crazy junior season, and a bunch of offers that started coming in, like literally, like uh, Wake Forest. Uh, and then uh, I remember going to Miami camp. Miami uh, dropped the offer. Then uh, um, then when Wisconsin came in the game, it was like, oh, wow. Like, it's like Wisconsin. Like, at the time, I'll be honest, like, I don't think I ever heard much about Wisconsin. Like, like the state, Wisconsin, like, I don't even remember hearing about, like, Wisconsin being a state, anything. Like, I'm from Florida where, you know, everything is, you know, down south, like, and I'm like, oh, Wisconsin. So I started looking it up. I'm like, okay, dope. Like, and at the time, Wisconsin was uh, ranked in the top in the top ten, I believe. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin was going crazy. So I'm like, okay, this this is pretty solid. And then um, uh, I took my visit. I took my visit to Wisconsin. I'm like, yo, like, this is a dope place. Aside from like them telling me that it snows here and it's gonna get pretty cold, I'm like, this is pretty cool. But I'm like, you know, if I, if I plan on playing the NFL anyways, like, I'm gonna have to deal with that. So why not take the opportunity? Um, and I get back, uh, at this point, uh, I literally, uh, I had got another off, actually Florida State hit me up like, yo, Wisconsin, why would you commit to Wisconsin? And I'm like, uh, you know, like, I, I like, I want my visit. I enjoyed everything about it. And then, uh, and so I, I just took the opportunity and I came to Wisconsin, probably one of the best decisions I ever made just to be able to go out of my comfort zone, you know, like Florida, my dream school was UM. I really wanted to go to Univers University of Miami, but at the time, Miami was not it at all. That, that, that's not where you wanted to be. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to get away from home and just, like, just, you know, experience something different. And uh, so, yeah, that's literally how everything went from you right there. And Hugs, yeah, you also were kind of there at the peak of the Florida to Wisconsin pipeline. I mean, in 2012, if you look at that Badgers roster, there's like 15 guys from the state of Florida, almost all of them from South Florida, whether it's, you know, you down in Plantation or West Palm or, you know, what Reggie Love is from Boynton Beach, I think. Like, you know, you got you got guys from all over the state of Florida. What was, did you specific Florida Badgers have like a specific type of camaraderie? Did you guys all know, a lot of you guys know each other before you came up? Did you guys have any sort of like special connection, anything like that? I would say everything was tied to Coach Partridge. Like, Coach P, man. Like, Coach P, so he actually, so Coach P actually, uh, he played Little League football at the same Little League football team I played for. And Coach P have a way, man. You know, he's a Florida guy, and just he has a way of talking to the Florida guys. And, like, if you ask anybody that's from Florida at the time, They'll tell you like Coach P was definitely a big reason why a lot of us made that a lot of us made that decision, and the fact that we were able to relate with each other and like the conversations was just like yo like he understands me you know, so I would say that was that was probably the big factor right there and just you know you being there you're like oh like I didn't expect this many guys to be at Wisconsin from Florida, you know so you know on my visit I'm like oh you from Florida too oh you from Florida so I was like yo this is an easy decision like let's make it happen. I love that. I love that. Uh, we had a bunch of Florida dudes who I, you know, absolutely. That's the cool thing about football is you literally have guys from everywhere and it's, it's a special, it, it like transcends anything to me sports do, which I think is special with, with vibes, not to just randomly tie it in, but literally sports transcend 
all the negativity in this world, when you're in a locker room with your dude, it doesn't matter what that guy looks like, where he's from. He's that's your dude. Like that's your guy. Um, it doesn't hurt if they're from, if you're from the same state, you know, it kind of actually makes it better. Same area. Uh, Dar, you might know Anthony Davis was a Jersey guy. I was in New York. I'm like, we're the same, sure. man. We're like, we're the same. We're from mm-hmm. the same, you know, like there are a lot of Wisconsin people in this locker room. Um, but, but, uh, <laughs> love my Wisconsin guys nonetheless. So, so Dar, you came in, sure. let me just tell you, you're one of my like favorite running backs, not because you're on the show, just because I just loved your game. Um, Appreciate that. To, what's the transition like? Also, we met a, a bunch when I was living there in 2015 or 2016, mm-hmm. um, and you were just super kind all the time. So I was like, man, this is this is like the epitome of of like a badger, right? You know, I'm an old washed up dude. Um, but what's it like to switch positions and then to to excel at at a different in a different spot? Um, appreciate that by the way. And I do remember meeting you. I mean, I always loved you. I just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset that today is the first day I learned your nickname was the Hebrew hammer. I, I would have had a lot of fun with that eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, maybe too much. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But man, no, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I just, um, I moved over to running back just kind of out of necessity, you know, guys were getting hurt during camp and, um, heading out of camp into the season and um, you just needed guys, you know, and um, I was always, uh, you know, lower on the depth chart um, with the DBs. So when we would do drills, I would kind of go over and do look team and, and, and play offense. And um, we would do this one-on-one tackling drill and, and I would always go on offense and just make the DBs miss. And um, so when, when we had guys going down um, in the running back room, we needed bodies over there, and they're like, "Well, Dari, he he make, he does a good job with the ball in his hands. Let's give him a look." And um, just it's actually funny. Hugs said his his first offer from Bowling Green. My first game playing running back was against Bowling Green, and um, ended up having a really good game that uh, that day. And um, I remember uh, Tanner McAvoy had a hundred yards rushing. Melvin Gordon had a hundred yards rushing. Corey Clement had a hundred yards rushing. We could have had four hundred yard rushers, but I had ninety four yards. Um, but ever since then I was like, okay, I could really, I could really figure this running back thing out. And, um, from that point on, it was just, it was just a lot of confidence. I just had to get a lot of, get more confidence, having the ball in my hands versus obviously backpedaling, trying to intercept the ball and then, um, just gain weight. I mean, obviously that comes with being a college football player, but, um, I was, I was, I was tiny. So, um, that was, that was probably the biggest obstacle of the transition was just, um, putting on some weight so that I could kind of have longevity at the position and then um, at the end of the season, honestly, I, I thought that I was going to move back to DB. Um, but um, Coach, he let me stay. You know, he let me stay. And uh, um, obviously, the rest has been history. But, I mean, it was, it's crazy looking back on it just because um, I never would have thought that I would be a running back at, at RBU. You know what I'm saying? But even fast forward from there, it's just been, been a wild ride, man, just being able to um, play this position for, for as long as I have. Dude, it's great. It's uh, it's really special, and I think it it says a lot about you um, and and the perseverance. I want to get into your. I know we're running out of time, so we're going to gloss over a few things. But what are your favorite like memories? Either locker room. Um, what's your favorite game you've ever played in? Favorite celebrations. Give me just a couple of like your favorites around Madison. Hugs. I'll start with you. Um, I would say for me, one of my favorite moments. I remember. Uh, this was uh literally uh like I said like I graduated early so this was like literally my first spring my first spring uh, uh spring practice well not, well not the first spring practice but it was around like the first uh the first spring season I, I was at Madison and um I went out there like literally uh I got some reps man and uh it was like one on ones I forgot what I was going up against and I got a nice uh a nice uh PBU uh. It was uh just that at the time it was like yo like hugs you can do this I'm literally I'm supposed to be in high school right now here I am at Wisconsin like locking these guys up and it was like time and time again like just going crazy like catching picks and one on ones and I remember that day like literally I went home and cried it was like yo I'm at I'm at UW doing doing the damn thing and it was just crazy that I always think about that like just in general I always think about that moment and uh. I would say that was one of the one of the uh, uh, moments for me, and just like being in the locker room with the guys, like you know, just 
messing around. Like, it was just dope. Like, when I think about football, people always ask, like, what do you miss the most? It's the moments in the locker room. Like, the moments are crazy. Them, uh, you know, the early mornings, when you get up together and it's like, yo, we're about to crush these workouts and just messing around the locker room. Them the moments literally that, like, you miss the most for real. So, yeah, that's it for me. Dari? Yeah, for me, um, yeah, for me being a Wisconsin guy, it, it it'll be that first game, man. And I was a I was a red shirt, you know what I'm saying? My first game we played Northern Iowa. Um, I suit up obviously, but I know I'm not playing. I'm red shirt and, and it's our first game. I'm running out the tunnel for the first time, man. And it lost my mind, man. I almost cried. Like it was, it was, it was just crazy. It was just something that I never imagined, um, being able to run out of a tunnel in front of 80,000 people, you know what I'm saying? Bands playing, Everybody's going crazy. You see red everywhere. It was special, man. So that that was probably still. I mean, I, obviously, I had a great career. I'm very proud of. But that moment for me is definitely my favorite um, moment of being a Badger. Just that first time running out the tunnel at Camp Randall. And uh, besides that, my first touchdown. Um, got to got to score my first touchdown at home against Nebraska in the snow. Um, so that was dope. And then, like Hug said, just just the vibes being in the locker room, man. It's um, we would have a hard workout and sit in the locker room for two hours. You know what I'm saying? Just talking for no reason. I mean, no class. So we just instead of going home chilling, like why why not? We just chilling in the locker room for an extra two hours, not doing anything, just just kicking. I mean, those are the times that those are the times that you remember the most, man. Just just kicking with your teammates and and and. and shooting the shit, bro, not doing anything, just vibing in the locker room, having a good time. So those, those, those are the, like Hugs said, those are the, those are the really the times that you remember. Those are the times you miss for sure. So you mentioned that you, you know, you redshirted, and I think a lot of the best stories that we get on the show are scout team memories. Like, like I think the best stories that we get are from scout teams. So Dare, what is your favorite like scout team memory? And then Hugs, I'm going to ask the exact same question. Man, I don't know if I have a good scout team memory. I mean, well, I'll say I'll give you a wholesome. I'll, first, I'll start with the wholesome scout team memory. So, like I said, when I was when I was a scout team, I was a DB, and um, and obviously Jared Abadir is one of the best receivers to ever come through Wisconsin. Um, he showed me a lot of love being on scout team, man. He he really, um, I learned a lot about the position of cornerback from him, and he would always take me to the side and kind of help me with my press technique and stuff like that. So. I would say that that's a great memory I have from scout team. Besides that, I don't have a good scout team memory, man. I remember Coach Hammock. He used to have me come over there and have the fullbacks just lead block on me <laughs> over and over and over. I would be Coach a little crash baby. Or um, Coach or um, uh, Coach Azani, receiving coach. Um, we were running. They were running a screen, and <laughs> they were running the screen. And the one of the receivers was supposed to come out and block me but he like just put his hands on me and that was that coach Azani cusses him out. You supposed to cut him. You supposed to cut him. And he's like, why, why would I cut him? He's, he's, he's my teammate. And he's like, he's on scout team. That's what he's there for. <laughs> Next play slice me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. So those, those, those scout team days, man. And I don't, whew, yeah, I don't miss them. I don't miss them, bro. <laughs> Hugs, please. <laughs> For me, I spent a lot of that time injured, you know, injured and trying to get back healthy. So, uh, yeah, when I registered, I, I wasn't even able to be on a scout team, uh, just really trying to get healthy to get back on the field. Dude, you missed nothing besides, like, utter <laughs> fear of death and getting yelled at for just absolutely anything. Nothing, dude. Anything. Anything. If you read a card wrong, you were called a dummy for like an hour. <laughs> and you listen, I, uh, Hammock was oh there my, my last God. year. So I, 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 I like her. He's an interesting guy. Uh, but the scout but yeah. team, man, when you did, when you made a nice block on like a power and they're like, you didn't do it right. It's not to me, to the defense to take it on, run it again. But, the outside linebackers like I'm gonna blow you up. I know the play. I'm like, this is the stupidest. Thing. I'm like, come on, guys, give me a break here. Um, oh man, scout team. You're right, Dari. I don't really have much good things to say about that. Um, 
Well, tell me what, what was like some of your favorite stadiums to play in? Yeah, I'll probably say I, I got to play at Ohio state at night. Um, that was, that was awesome. The band was crazy. That, that was a good, that was a good time. They had a blackout game, I think for the fans. Um, Michigan, the Michigan, I scored at Michigan, so that's a dope experience. But it wasn't, I mean, it was huge, but it wasn't that loud to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear about the big house, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't that loud, you know? So, but that that was kind of a cool, cool experience to play there. Um, and then uh, Lambo, Lambo, I'm tripping. That, I mean, Lambo's number one for sure. Playing at Lambo um, in college. I got to play at Lambo in the NFL, but it was during the COVID year, so there were no fans. So um, let my, my best Lambo experience was, was in college, um, getting, to, getting to beat LSU uh, at Lambeau. So those would probably be the top three um, college experiences outside of Camp Randall, obviously, but those would probably be the best three stadiums I got to play in. Hugs? And I said, once again, for me, like being hurt, I didn't get to experience much stadiums. But you can't beat, you can't beat the camp, man. It's just, you know, you can't, can't beat coming out at Camp Randall, man. Like, you know, at the time, you like, I'm at the, I'm home, man. Like, you can't beat that. It's just like like Dare was saying, man. I remember coming out for the first time, and I and I was hurt at the time. I, I wasn't fully suited, so I couldn't really enjoy the moment as I would you know would have wanted to. But it was just crazy, like just to see, like wow, these these fans actually like are, they support for real, for real. Like they're coming out, they're gonna make noise, they're gonna jump around, you know. Like it was amazing. So one of the things that has always stood out to me, Dare, about your game. And, and Bernie showed you a lot of love. And now I'm going to get to sh- my turn to show you some love here uh, on your game. Uh, <laughs> you are, in my opinion, the single greatest passing back. I have passing running, passing running back, not fullback, Bernie. I'm not talking about fullbacks. I'm talking about halfbacks. You're the greatest pass blocking halfback I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Is that something you've dedicated yourself to? Obviously, you know, I mean, it's it, it, it's crazy how effective you are doing that is that something you take pride in like talk to me about that specific skill because i know it's something that not a lot of backs enjoy doing but it's something that you have to be able to do in order to stay on the field at both the college and pro level appreciate you Uh, appreciate you for real that that's that's a great compliment because like you said I, i pride myself on that for sure man it's just um things like that. I mean, I think that's something that comes with being a Wisconsin player, Wisconsin running back, just being a guy that's dependable, you know? And um, obviously when you play at a school like Wisconsin, when you play running back at a school like Wisconsin, I mean, you, I mean, this is Badger podcast. I don't have to say anything. I mean, I had back-to-back Monty Ball, James White, Melvin Gordon, Corey Clement. I'm not getting 30 carries a game. I mean, come on, like those names, those are the guys that's about to get the carry. So I had to figure something out to get on the field. And earlier in my career, it was special teams. I mean, and now obviously being in the NFL, that's kind of my calling card. That's kind of, you know, the, the reputation I have around the league is being a good special teams player. And But that's how I started off at Wisconsin. Um, but then once I got to play running back, I had to figure out how to stay on the field because, I mean, I got Melvin and Corey, they about to get the bulk of the carry. So I had to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what my role could be to, to help the team, you know, at the end of the day to help the team and, um, Pass protection is important. You know, pass protection is important, especially the way the league is now. Um, just a lot of throwing, a lot of throwing of the ball. So um, being able to pass protect, being able to make sure that quarterback trusts you um, th- to keep him clean, you know, that, that's that's big for me. And, and, and I take pride. And it's fun, you know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of times you uh, get to kind of just go do that, you know what I'm saying? Just go head-to-head with somebody like that. And obviously the ball's not involved. It's just mano y mano kind of mean guy in the hole. And, um, you know, doing your thing. So it's in, and Bernie, he can relate to that um, on ISO block or something like that, meeting a guy in the hole and just kind of imposing your will. So it's, it's, it's a fun, I, I take a lot of pride in, but it's also fun. It's a fun part of the game that I enjoy. Um, so I appreciate that. And it's definitely something I take pride of. So the pass protection is by far just the most brutal part of, of being a running back. If I had, that's what I think it it's, applaud you for doing it. I hated doing it. I used to cut dudes. I used to cut dudes like hugs and then hugs would get up and be like, yo, you're too big to cut me. And I used to do it all the time. I used to do it all the time. I'd run out there and cut. You could cut anyone. And I'd get up and say, hugs, you are too fast for me, man. If I come to try to lower the shoulder, you'll just juke me one way. I'll be on the ground, look like an idiot. 
So <laughs> I just I aim for knees, and I was pretty good at it. <laughs> um, so hugs. You so say you mentioned like being in the locker room. Game's over. You guys just won. What's a celebration like? Like, what do you guys do um, afterwards? Hey man, yeah, you asking the right person, man. So <laughs> I spent. <laughs> Listen, I spent I spent so much time hurt, right? So, uh, you know, I I created the vibes for the guys, man. Definitely after, man. So, uh, I uh, I lived in a, a, a equinox. So I literally I threw all the football parties at the spot. Like that's that's what I did. Like I created a a, a Florida experience at my apartment, and we talking about. We had we had the D we had the DJ and all we called it Club Four Hundred Five man the guys already knew it. after this dub we put them up to you know Club Four Hundred Five and we are gonna catch these vibes so it's crazy we like we've been doing a lot of these things that we're doing now like you think about like VGC you know how everything's going like we we all everybody's a part of VGC we've been catching these vibes we've been doing things you know. And uh, yeah, after after we catch that duck, we're coming to four or five, four or five equinox, and we're gonna have a great time. And it was amazing. Everybody on campus knew like this is where we are gonna be at four or five. We're gonna catch these vibes. The DJ is gonna be there, and yeah, come come for the Florida experience. The Florida experience <laughs> that they, is crazy. That's awesome. Do they still have like the like uh, turkey sandwiches and like um, chips and? Like after the game in the locker room, did that change? Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, that changed, man. They, 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 they stepped the game up. They stepped the game up for sure. They, I mean, we would, they would start, they started catering after games. Um, so we, I mean, we would have, I mean, I can't, Capriati's and yeah, we, we'd get some, we'd get some good food in there after games for sure. But that's exactly like Hug said you get your sandwich, hop on your moped, get in the shower. And then it was, it was time to get active, man. We already knew. It, it, was, it was really just a matter of time, what time we were all going to pull up. But we already knew where we were going for sure. So it was uh, – those, those post-game vibes used to be immaculate. Those were good times, bro. There's nothing better than Madison after you win a game. Like, At all. Madison is the best place when you win a football game. 100%. 100%. And then, like you said, then we slide down to Wando's and – and, and close that down. So it, we, we, we took care of business after we took care of business for sure. For sure. Well, that makes me proud. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you better be careful, man. I met my wife at Wando's. Like, Wando's <laughs> has taken care of me my entire life, man. It's a, a, unbelievable. <laughs> Love that. Love that. <laughs> Well, I think that's actually a pretty natural place for us to wrap it up here uh, on the podcast today, just talking about bringing the good vibes, whether it's at VGC, whether it's at Club 405, whether it's in Camp Randall Stadium, or even in the region with a missing snake. Um, guys, we really appreciate everything that you are doing for vibes. Uh, we obviously love the vibe here, too. Um, so uh, make sure that you guys are following uh, both the guys on social media. We will be uh, uh, we will link to their handles in the show notes here for the podcast. Uh, we obviously this is part two. We've got part three uh, coming up next with uh, Darius Feaster, Darius Hillary, and Tanner McAvoy. I think are is the next trio on our uh, uh, on the podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that, and uh, you know, doing some really big things here moving forward. So. Uh, we want to say thank both of you, both of you, so very much for joining us here on the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, he's Matt Bernstein. I'm Matt Perkins. We've got Daria Gumbawale, Hugs Etienne. Thank you guys for joining us, and until next time on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.